want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. May 24, 2023. Man, the second show in a row. I just don't have anything to follow up my regular intro. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Noah's back. Yeah, great. <laughs> Hi, Noah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm going to talk about the Flyers again, so how good can I really be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last time you were on was uh, right after the draft lottery, if I remember correctly. Yes. So we have not uh, talked about old Danny Briere and uh, Keith Jones. Keith Jones, yeah. Your yeah. thoughts? My thought? I mean, so I, I guess I, I'm, a, I'm a bit excited. I'm a bit excited for some change. It seems like there's a whole change in the organization like i'm we've obviously seen new gm new president of hockey ops we got a new full-time chair in uh in hilferty uh we got this new era of orange thing going on i i think it sounds very likely that we're getting a new jersey and you yeah know, they'll be disappointing too and i know that <laughs> I know that like these are not it doesn't matter until we see the on ice product change and I understand that but sometimes sometimes a lot of this change does help get it does help people get out of rut like you know when you just get out of like a you just you get out of a place that you've been in and you start being more productive like I I think that can happen and I hope it happens but I am very hesitant to get too excited at the same time. I mean, I I wasn't absolutely thrilled with the hiring of Keith Jones. Nothing against Jonesy himself. And this isn't like a whole, oh, we just got a new ex-flyer type. Thing. It's like I, I'm a bit concerned primarily with 
him and Danny Breer's lack of experience. It's a little, and I, I know that it could turn out to be great. Danny Breer could be, could turn out to be a great GM. He not saying that he'll be the next Irishman, but he could be something to that tune. He could just, he could have, cause obviously these two guys have great hockey minds. They know what they're talking about. They know what is all going on, but I, I am a little, I am a little hesitant with the lack of experience. I, I truly hope that they can turn it around. Whether or not they will, will is yet to be seen, but I, I'm not ready to trash on them or praise them. I, I'm just, I'm ready to watch. I'm ready to wait and see what there is. I mean, obviously I'm not expecting us to be cup contenders next season. I, I'm not even really expecting us to be contending for a playoff spot. So I guess I'm just trying to be cautiously optimistic about the future. Breer could be, you know, Iserman or, eh, you know, Joe Sackick, but he could also be Chuck Fletcher Jr. Or he could be Peter Shirelli. The guy he worked under for the last year. That he was in the that, room when very, Fletcher made most of his questionable decisions. That is very true. I'm also, I I was kind of not that I thought we could get Kyle Dubis, but it seemed a bit premature to automatically name Danny Breer. You don't GM. fucking say. They like, didn't even uh, interview anybody else for GM. It was Breer the whole way. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. No, it, we knew it, this was coming. We but... we saw this coming, but you know, that doesn't justify it. Exactly. It doesn't justify just giving it to him. And, you know, I guess that sort of irks me a bit. That irks me, even though I, I fully knew that he was going to be the next GM. Uh, but, you know, it would have been nice at least to to see. Like, to like wait? To, get the, to play the yeah, field? To, see what's going to on wait, out there? see what's going on. At least keep I mean, the interim I'm, tag on him for a little while? Yeah. I mean, like, it, if... If things had played out differently and Kyle Dubas doesn't get fired, I, I'm not sure how I'd feel about bad tree living. Um, I wanted Ray Shiro. That was my guy. Yeah, I mean, like, th- there were some other options out there that at least, like, looking into them would have been nice. It's like last summer with the coaching. You know, there were so many people <sighs> available, and they settled on, you know, John Tortorella. There were, like, a dozen coaches available. You know, it very it's the same thing this year. Where there was a lot of people available out there for this GM role. They were flying around, and you didn't even wait to see who all got fired by the end of the year. And yeah, it just you just got to kind of hope that uh, hiring the guy that everyone knew they were going to hire anyway was, uh, you know, if Kyle Dubas goes to Pittsburgh and secures another fucking cup for the Crosby air and still manages to build the future. Like they're going to look real fucking dumb. If Breer is just Chuck Fletcher jr. And this roster gets run back year after year after year with no progress. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, it's like, it's very, it's a risk. It's a big risk. It's a very big, it is a big risk. And you know what? Like at one, there's a part of me that's like, play it safe. This is a very, this is, the most tumultuous time in franchise history. <laughs> but there's another side of me that's like, you have to take, you're not going to, when you go out for a risk, that generally that's when teams are going to get better. I mean, obviously it can backfire, but like, you got to go out there and take a risk. Like, 
Bobby Clark going out. I believe Bobby Clark was GM at the time. Bobby Clark going out to get Eric Lindros. Like, is he? That was a not Bobby Clark. That was Russ Farwell. That was yes, yes, yes. But is it really a risk to hire the guy that everyone knew was going to get the job in the first place? It's a risk no. in the sense that he's got no track record. We have no idea what he's going to do. That, that's a that's a fun little risk. That's, but I guess <laughs> that, that is the risk that you're. Your risk is off, not taking a risk. The risk is. I mean, yeah. The, there's not a risk in in them just giving them the job, the and them going for the guy that they knew would take the job. But it is a risk in the sense that they have two guys who are in very important positions in the Flyers organization at the most tumultuous time in franchise history, with zero experience. Yeah, I mean, Danny Briere. The amount of experience he has. What happens if he's not a good GM? Assistant. This entire exactly. thing is at the crux of, of Briere. He's the guy. <laughs> Jones is playing fucking cheerleader with Val Camillo, and John Tortorella is a grimy old bastard who's the head coach. You know, I'm sure he, they both have Briere's ear, but at the end of the day, Briere's the guy making the decisions. What exactly. happens if he's not up to the task? It's a, You're fucked. You are you fucked. Are. You are fucked before the ship even leaves the port. It's goddamn going under. You're screwed. The ship is sinking in the dock. Yep. That's 100% what's happening. Just And dumb. so, you know, it It doesn't quite sit well with me. It, 100%. I mean, we've seen all these things, and I mean, we are very early on in a rebuild, and this is the very... And this early on in the rebuild, you are. This is where you're going to be starting to lay down the foundation of what the team will look like after the rebuild, and that that's a big responsibility. Yeah. Are they that even going to rebuild? Huge. Are they going to sell Konechny? Are they going to sell Provorov? Are they going to get back into the first round this year? Get another second round pick? Are they going to do that? Or are we just going to sit here and go, well, we didn't want to move Hayes because we didn't want to retain half of his contract, which, quite frankly, I'm not entirely against. But, oh, well, we couldn't find proper value for Provorov and or Konechny, and nobody wanted D'Angelo full price. And all of a sudden, this roster is the fucking exact same as it was last season. And except with fucking Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson, the 30-year-old coming off of fucking two back surgeries who's missed 22 months, and the 34-year-old winger coming off a of fucking neck surgery as a right wing who's going to take away a spot from Tyson Forstrand or Bobby Brink. Awesome! Yeah. It's good. This know, could be a fucking disaster. Worst case. It may see, not be worst case, but it very well could. I mean, you're completely right. I mean, we... If we don't make these big... If we don't make these big moves, and I mean, we don't need to go out... I mean, Florida and... Florida Carolina is playing soon. And we look at what Florida did. Florida had their best regular season in franchise history, won the president's trophy and then didn't make it out of the second round. And, you know, they could have had all the incentive in the world to just be like, we have a really good roster. Maybe we just got our expectations a little too high and we can come back and do it again. But no, they went out there and they traded away Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto to get Matthew Kachuk. And now they're, a win away from going to the Stanley Cup final. And I'm not saying that the I Flyers had to do something like that. A they shit ton of people to... last season that were uh, very much against the Flyers adding Matthew Kuchuk. Granted, I just wrote a piece last week about Leon Dreisaitl, and about 150,000 people had a complaint about that one, too. The Flyers can't add Leon Dreisaitl because he's 28. 
<laughs> He's 28. The you know the 130 point guy for the last four the last five years is 28. Meanwhile, 30 year old Sean Kateri is going to come back and be just fucking great. Spry young fucking chicken coming off back surgeries. I swear to God, there would be people saying we can't have Prime Gretzky on the team. Oh yeah, if we McDavid became that. available, like I was going to write a piece about fucking Matthews just to taunt everyone, but like everyone would hate it. Oh, he can't oh, sign Matthews. We couldn't acquire McDavid. Like if you can, if you can fucking mentally justify the Flyers not fucking acquiring Leon Drysital, one of if not the best player in the world today, go fuck yourself. We are not wow. even on the same goddamn wavelength at this point. Ridiculous, fucking ridiculous. I did find in your. In your piece today, the the what seventeenth of the do you make this deal? That first one of Noah Cates for Lafferty, Voigt, and a a first round pick this year and a third rounder in two years. Like as much as I like Noah Cates and as good as he was, like that's something that that is, one piqued my interest. That was why I put it in that, that first. Yeah, I was like, God, that's creative. I mean, that should never have happened because Noah I don't Cates think Noah Cates could... is going anywhere. I, I think they are going to build around this guy for whatever reason they choose. Meanwhile, Sean Couture is yeah. still here for another seven years. But, I know uh, Cates is a, it, is a you really know, good player. It's getting but... value for your assets. This guy's 24 already. He's a college kid. You know, it's, yeah. if you want to go really there, good, pick up assets. Like, do you think that Toronto would even though it's it's what, the 29th pick in the draft, or the 28th pick in the draft. 28th pick in the draft for Boston. Would you trade a first-round pick for Noah Cates? Potentially. If they're looking for cheap forward depth. I mean, a yeah. solid two-way guy. If you're Toronto, that would be a guy I'd be interested in. I, I think it's a know, bigger I, risk I, than somebody like Scott Lawton, but at the end of the day, like... yeah. So, I mean, like, it, there is some, like, not that I'm saying, I don't think that the Flyers should trade Noah Cates, but, like, if a deal like that came along, like, that's something that could. It's the level of creativity that this organization desperately, desperately needs right exactly. now. Exactly. That's what they need. And so, I mean, I'm not saying you have to trade Noah Cates, you have to trade Bobby Brink, Owen Tippett, all these guys, but, like. Do something create. Don't make just a hockey trade. Make a trade that could really spice things up. Yeah. And listen, if Briere manages to go through this summer and make some good moves and you get rid of fucking Travis Konechny and Ivan Provorov and you line up a few smart trades and this team looks like there's actually something here for the future, I'll be singing a completely different tune. But until that happens... I can't fucking just buy in. Everyone, oh, damn, you got to trust the organization. Oh, yeah, I'm going to trust the Philadelphia Flyers organization <laughs> in 2023. Like, you know, It's so hard to trust. And, you know, the thing is. Blind I don't faith. Really, I don't need them to 100. I would love them for them to succeed in their in their goal, which the ultimate goal is to build a Stanley Cup winner. But I will. they will gain some faith back from me. If my biggest thing, if they have a, I don't care if this team gets worse, but as long as the goal is to get a better draft pick for next year, like if they make moves that make sense with a specific linear plan, whether that be to try and build up 
from what we have now or whether that is to tear down a good amount and then build through the draft and free agency and stuff like that. Like if they can show me a, like a path that they have and they make moves that follow that path, that will show a lot more to me than you want them to pick a direction. Exactly. To actually pick, not just say we're rebuilding. You want them to pick a fucking direction and follow through. If you're rebuilding, then fucking rebuild. It's like plain and simple. Don't keep your don't keep your foot outside that door. Bring it in. Bring it fully in, and do what you want. Do what you tell us that you are doing, or show us that you have a plan going forward. Like we saw it last last off season, there was the mix between selling guys away, getting rid of guys like Oscar Lindblom or and all this stuff, and talks about getting rid of JVR to clear up cap space. And then, but then you get it, but then you try and bring in Tony D'Angelo and, and like Nick Delorier and, and, and all this. And it just, it doesn't really scream that you know what you're doing. I mean, aggressive you're retool that was about as aggressive as a toddler with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> that's actually more, that's actually a lot better than what they did last, uh, last off season. It's just, I had people that fucking go, well, oh, Daniel, you just take this stance to be negative. You want them to fail so you can say, I told you so. Here's the thing, everybody. I want nothing more than a good hockey team. Okay. I have to cover this shit every fucking day. This is more or less a full-on second job at this point. I want to watch a good fucking team, and I have been deprived of that the entirety of my adult life for over ten fucking years now. You know, I would be singing a completely different tune right now if they brought in Ray Shiro, who has experience rebuilding two separate franchises. If you brought in someone like Kyle Dubas, who has excelled in building the development system of the Maple Leafs. You know, you have, there were options out there. Doug Wilson was Sure, Doug Wilson, another one. Like, there were people out there where I would not have been picky about this. Taking such a fucking risk, based off pure homerism, of Briere and fucking uh, uh, Keith Jones of, well, they were former flyers. You know, this entire, and listen, we talked about this on a couple shows now. From the organization perspective, this was an incredibly smart pair of hirings because all the pressure on that organization is off. The last few months where people were pissed off and the French Revolution and all this shit, they were ready to fucking build a guillotine in the fucking parking lot and cut off Dave Scott's head. That's gone. You, the pressure on this organization is gone. They can fuck off for three more years now because nobody's going to question Briere and nobody's going to question Jones. That is the vibe of the vast majority of these people on the socials right now. It, it, it just, it blows my mind that people go, well, you know, it's homerism. It's, I, I just, I can't even believe how they uh, turned on this organization because they hired two familiar faces. And man, like, I hope it's more than that. I, I hope this is not just, well, we bought ourselves some good grace by fucking former Flyers. Like, there is so much similarity. The, the Everything feels so Ron Hextall. It's like 2014. It's like the last 10 years never happened. We're yeah. back here and going, well, here's a former flyer preaching rebuild, but for some reason demanding our patience before anything even happens. And at the end of the day, no track record. We don't know what they're going to do. And this could easily blow up on our fucking face if they let it. And like, 
Until proven otherwise, that's the stance I have of, you know, they need to earn that trust. They do not have the fucking uh, audacity to sit here and ask me, we need you to have patience and believe in us. Fuck you, okay? We've been stabbed in the back one too many times by this organization over the last 10 years. Until you sit here and put a good fucking hockey team and make moves and listen, you have a good summer, I'll be happy. I'll come on here and gladly admit I was wrong if this team wins a fucking cup next season because of Danny Breyer. Hey! I'll be the I'll be fucking happier than a pig in shit. But you know what? Hey, it's not gonna I fucking happen. I will streak happen. down Broad Street if the Flyers win the Cup next year. I will streak down Broad Street. You have my word. But like, I I hundred percent agree with you. Like, there, this organization is at a point with what we have gone through. Listen, the last time the Flyers were consistently good, I was in elementary school. <laughs> I graduated college. I went through middle school, high school, and college watching a mediocre to shit team. Yeah. Oh, okay. We had one season where we where we did good in 2019-20. But then besides that, it was all mediocre to absolute shit. And, you know, I, I am – it is hard to watch this team every single game. And, you know, like you know, I try and watch – but, you know, it, it gets so hard and I find myself watching other teams because it's first of all, it's just more interesting hockey. And, you know, they don't it just doesn't piss me off thinking this team is never going to win a cup because, you know, I love the Flyers. They will forever be my favorite team. And I love and I want nothing more than to watch them lift the Stanley Cup to watch. Whoever is wearing the the flying P kiss that magnificent trophy. But I'm at a point where I need to see something. Like I like I said before, I need to see something to be excited for. Yeah. I need and Dan, your point is a hundred percent right. Like we, the organization has run out of patience. I don't care that they just got that they I, I said it before they this is this is kind of exciting to see a whole lot of change and you hope that this change brings it brings out good but at the same time we need I think as a fan base we can't just let it be we can't just take our foot off You can't just pretend like, the last 10 years doesn't exactly. exist now. You can't. And I think we they do need to earn our trust back. They need to earn all of it back because, frankly, there's no reason we should blindly follow them. No. Hell no. Not after all this shit. And, like, I'm not even against a rebuild. No. I know, like, I go through all this stuff, and I do this every summer. I look at all the trades and all the free agents and all the, you know, acquirings people could make. I've written about uh, DeBrincat and Bertuzzi and uh, uh, Timo Meyer. you know, all this shit. Like, those are all avenues for upgrades. But if you are going to shut all that shit down and you don't want to make any additions... 
That's fine, but you know what? You better fucking sell some of these players. Travis Konechny better not fucking be here next year if you're not bringing in any forwards to help this team. You better start selling and fucking, like, actually go through a rebuild. I'm not opposed to, to sitting through a proper rebuild. I am opposed to sitting through a Hextall rebuild of, we're just gonna sit here and draft fucking 7-10 to 10 every year and everything's gonna suck and this roster's gonna remain the exact same the whole time. I just, I can't, I can't take another five years of that shit. I can't. I, right before we traded for Ryan Ellis, I was fully on, like, the Flyers just need to, like, I, I didn't know if they needed to fully blow up everything, but they needed to do some major deconstruction of the roster and change a lot of it. And, and I was under the impression where I was like, I think that this team, I mean, so we're going back to summer 2021. We were one year removed from from being one of the top teams in the East. And, you know, we had we had that year in COVID, and I thought, you know, I think that this team should rebuild. And I, I was fully under that. But I also thought if they could make the right moves, they could be competitive again. And once that Ryan Ellis trade broke, I thought they could be they could be competitive making deals like that. Because, I mean, at that time, Ryan Ellis for Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers, like that was a steal. That was a steal of a trade at that point. What a big nothing burger that ended up being. Oh my god, yeah. And I mean, to you can't fully fault Chuck Fletcher on that because you can't expect that Ryan Ellis would would only play four games and then be done. How much of that should have been known beforehand? I don't exactly know. I don't know how much the Kane, how much not the Canes, the Predators knew about Ellis's uh, like it, like injuries and stuff like that. But like before then, I was fully under the impression that they needed to either make moves like that, like make several moves like that to be competitive, or just tear down everything and build around Carter Hart. And That's the only people fucking fans are okay with uh, trading, by the way, is Carter Hart. You can't move Konechny, you can't move fucking D'Angelo, but we can give weird, up on Carter Hart. That is fucking the, that idiots. is the weirdest thing to me because Car- and I get it that Carter Hart is the is the player with the most trade value on this team. That's not even the reason they would to do it. They just don't fucking like the guy. They gave up on him. I'm like, like, jeez, and then, but then you know what the funniest thing is. They will come back and say, we can't trade away Travis Konechny. What if he ends up like the next Bobrovsky? What if our starting what if our starting goaltender, who's, what, 24? Yep. What if he goes out and beats Bobrovsky? He has way more of a likelihood to well, do that. We spent the whole playoffs talking about fucking Gudis and Alex Lyon and Sergei Bobrovsky. Sergei Bobrovsky trade, by the way, was like 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, all this shit, all this, well, we should have kept using, yeah, but let's fucking trade goddamn Carter Hart. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Brilliant. And a move that will, surely they'll end up losing that trade one way or the other. When was the last time a star goalie was traded and it worked out for that team who traded them? Um, I can't even think. I think Luongo was the last guy I can even think of as far as major goaltending trades. Yeah. Because we were talking about. Because he was traded for Corey. Sh- no. That was a different one. It was fucking Todd Bertuzzi trade, if I remember correctly. That was the first trade from. From Florida to Vancouver. 
and then Vancouver to Florida. They did get uh, they got uh, Jacob Markstrom. Oh boy! So I guess that was that kind of worked <laughs> out for Vancouver because Markstrom was good for that was good for them for like a year or two, but then he fucked off to Calgary and now he sucks. So. Okay, you're gonna trade Carter Hart for an older goaltender. Woohoo! Just dumb. It's so like there are guys you can trade, and Provorov and Konechny being the big two, mainly because Konechny's been in the league for what seven, eight years at this point, and fucking has only one decent season to speak of, and even that's sixty points. What they fucking do? You know, you should trade high on him. He had one good season on a decent contract. You fucking get some assets and you move on with your life because he just he's a disposable piece because you got fucking right wingers dripping out your asshole right now. Exactly. I said that I I'd said that I don't think that Tippett and Konechny can both be on the team. In and the next Cam couple Atkinson's of years. coming back this year. But then we also we have Wade Allison. We have Bobby Brink. Allison also Brink and the Forrester, the three of them are fucked because the top three spots are taken up by fucking Travis Konechny, Owen Tippett, which I'm totally fine with, and fucking 34-year-old Cam Atkinson. Two of your three top three right wing slots are going to be taken up by people who shouldn't be on this roster. That's crazy. While Forster and Brink, your top prospects, are in the AHL pissing away more of their lives. Exactly. Insanity. I mean, the only one who can really be on this roster, no matter what happens on the right wing side barring him being traded, is Wade Allison because he can hold down that fourth-line right-wing position. But, like, you're not going to put Tyson Forster on the fourth line. You're not going to put fucking Bobby Brink on the fourth line. They're at least third or second-line Forster should be in your top six. I think Brink eventually settles as a really good third-liner. Yes. And, you know, I I think that you could have a really good right-wing with Tippett on the first line, t- uh, Forrester on the second Tippett, line. Tippett, Forrester, or- Brink, Allison is what should be happening. Yeah. Yep. But no, nope. and- Atkinson and fucking Katuri are going to rule the day while everyone else is in the AHL. And they're going to trade Wade Allison because fucking Tortorella doesn't like him. And somebody out yeah. there is going to unlock his potential because he's not a two-way guy. <sighs> I, I, the, and then, but then you even look at our left wing. Like I know Elliot Denoyer can play left wing. Denoyer is a center. Which, by the way, he's going to be in the AHL as well because Sean Couturier is coming back. Frost, Kate's Couturier, you're one, two, three C. You're not playing. Uh, you're not playing Denoyer at four C. He'll be, he'll be the top line in the AHL, pissing away more of his career because of Sean Couturier. Fucking I think that we, awesome. I, I think we need to get rid of. I mean, I I would not be opposed to getting rid of Couturier, Hayes, and Konechny this this offseason and getting rid of except Katuri is immovable. That's true. That, but that's why I would love to move him. Well, yeah. Um, and then I don't think that they would get rid of both Provorov and Sanheim in the same summer. Fuck. They should. They probably, they should Especially with Jones talking about, we need to overhaul our defense. Then get rid of your two shitty fucking defensemen back there. Like, <sighs> we, we really can't have, I I still can't believe that. Is it eight years for Sanheim? Eight yeah. years, and it didn't even kick in yet. Six Next year's the first year. Everyone talking about how we can't get we can't get this guy because he's twenty eight. Look at how fucking old Travis Sanheim is, and what has he fucking done? He's what twenty seven, I think. Maybe even twenty eight. Travis Sanheim. Because what he was drafted in what twenty fourteen. Sanheim is uh, 27. He turned 27 at the end of March. 
Great. Uh, a 27-year-old defenseman who has had who had one decent season when he was with a guy when he was with Phil Myers in that 2019-20 season. God, I miss Phil Myers. <laughs> they sounded like that one girl on Twitter, that that Phil Myers girl. I don't remember what her name is, but oh my god, I I wouldn't mind because next year there's supposed to be next next draft is supposed. I think so. I think that this year the Flyers need to get. A forward. Fuck, we're already draft. talking about drafting in the top like five years from now. Fuck off. But no, we I'm need thinking... a top one overall pick in fucking twenty twenty eight to make sure the Flyers are successful. Well, no, I, I think that. Well, no, I'm just. We saying, need somebody who's this... three years old right now in about twenty twenty nine to get drafted. Can't wait. I no, I'm saying <sighs> I think that the Flyers need to draft a forward this year. Because next year there are more, there are better defensive prospects, in my opinion, next next year in the draft than there are this year. Great, where we are. So next like year's that. a complete waste of time. A complete waste of time. It could it could help with the revamping of our D and getting and making Sanheim and Provorov even more expendable. Yeah, great, and they're expendable, and nobody will touch them. Well, that's why you get rid of them now and hope for next year. It's so stupid. But then again, why should we hope? Well, because Breer's going to fix everything now. Haven't you heard? I'm sorry. I they were that. former Flyers. They know what to do. Based on also, I don't remember. Mind. I don't remember who said this, but I don't remember who it was they were talking about. I think is Will Smith smaller? I don't remember who they were talking about with what draft prospect, but they said they're not going to draft this guy because he's a small forward. And it's like he's a small he's like a small forward. I'm like, do you know who our GM is? It's Danny fucking Breer. That was his whole MO. Being that small guy. People thought that he couldn't be a good flyer cuz he was small. And he's beloved by a lot of the Flyers community. Like come on. That that was the that was the stupidest fucking thing I'd ever heard. Well, one of the stupidest things I'd heard. It's not even the dumbest thing I've heard today. True. <laughs> There's the potential. You know, if you get rid of Provorov and Konechny, and Sealer, and D'Angelo, and, you know, Hayes, and you open up all these spots, and Zamula, and Adderd, and Forrester, and Brink, and they're all in the NHL next year. Like, I am totally fine, even pissing away next season. You fucking missed yeah. the playoffs by 30 points, but you know what? All your prospects got ice time at the NHL level. Fucking totally fine by me. A hundred percent. Totally, yeah. totally fine by me. If you run this shit back... And Konechny is, or, and uh, Konechny's still here, and Atkinson comes back, and Gaturi comes back, and Hayes is still here, and D'Angelo's still here, and all these guys are still in the AHL. Fuck off! And you're just pissing it's away a season for the sake anyone. of pissing it away. Just fuck off. Honestly, I would rather. I don't know why that's such a hard concept for people no, to grasp either. They get so fucking angry, and I point that out. But I'm like, it's a very real possibility. Like I would so much rather Florida just scored. Uh, 
but I would way rather have a, the worst season in Flyers history, but give these young guys, like like you said, Adderd, Zamula, Forster, uh, possibly even Emil Andre, Denoyer, Brink, all these guys, giving them ice time and letting them grow in an NHL uh, environment. Like, yeah, they're probably not going to be great. I'd, I'd be very it'd be very hard for all these guys who have very minimal NHL experience to be... Fucking, <laughs> They'll fucking be better fucking than a vast majority of the players are going to subtract. Adder's going to be better than D'Angelo. Zamula's going to be better than fucking Nick Sealer. Like, uh, those are moves yes. that should happen, and I don't believe for a second they're going to. No. I, I have a very hard time f- seeing major moves happening. I can't see Konechny leaving. I can't see Provorov leaving. I can't Because they're Sanheim. built in excuses for everything. And that's they what worries are. me the most is like, well, we wanted to move Konechny, but we couldn't find value, so we didn't. And same for Provorov. And say, like, all of a sudden, you know, you make a few of those excuses, you don't have any money, you don't have any place, and, and you're running it back the same roster. <laughs> With Atkinson and fucking Katuri coming back. It's just like... Uh, the 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 chance this all backfires and this roster looks like shit next season, you know, with, with these same old players, I, I think is is too high, and that's the problem with having a fucking inexperienced GM. You know, these moves that need to get made are going to be difficult for the greatest minds in our fucking sport to figure out in one summer. Let alone Danny Breer, who's never fucking done this before. Exactly. I. It's. <sighs> It's just so it, it is hard to see any of them moving because, like you said, they there are all these uh, excuses that we have. We have all these excuses, but I'd be very like if we get rid of all these guys, then that takes away all of these all these guys that that are like all these scapegoats as well. I'd be very inter well no because I very much doubt that they would uh, trade Carter Hart and. So Carter Hart would be the whipping boy entirely. Fucking Ristolainen's still here. Everything will be his fault. True. I still can't. I couldn't believe that um, that two trade deadlines in a row, guys that they should have traded. I'm going to be completely honest. The Flyers should have traded Scott Lawton two years ago. Yeah. And then they signed into a three-year deal. Yeah. Last off, Last trade line. Trade deadline, Rissalainen should have been traded. And what do they do? Extension. Breer was in the front office for that move, by the way. He was. It was about a month after he was uh, brought up. And so, like, it's just this organization that's so afraid of change. What what makes me what should give me the confidence that they are going to actually change things yes yeah until it happens i I can't believe for a second this is this is going to happen and it just blows my mind that that is such an unpopular take you put that on twitter and just get torn apart like you should have blind faith in this organization that danny briere and keith jones who have no experience in this role in their life We'll so be just me, fine and be great. And I'm like, tell me exactly. Man. So for people who I, I gen, I genuinely want to know for people who think that Danny, that having Danny Breer and Keith Jones here and just running the team back will make it more successful. Why would a GM and president who, who don't do any coaching, they're not out there 
they're not out there helping the players at all. They're not doing any of this like in-person thing, any of these in-person things. Sure. They might be able to provide some players with like some tips or something like that, but they're not coaching. They're not developing these players. They're not doing it. Danny Briere is here to make moves and Keith Jones is here to help out Danny Briere or like be, and like, be a buffer between Briere and Hilferty. Like these guys aren't impacting the roster in everyday things. Like how does Danny Briere being the GM make the team that we just saw last year do absolutely awful, make them good the next year? Like what, what changes that? Well, you see, Danny no, Breer. they're former Flyers. That's all that matters. I'm sorry. You know, I, That's all they got, I, former Flyers. They know what just, they want. I just, it just baffles me, the like, yeah. how how little these people think about, like, the fact that, like, After yeah. all the shit, all the shit everyone's been angry at for all these years. They get angry, and then they get mad at people who saying, oh, yeah, we should do these things, and... And the thing is, these are people who I've seen say the exact thing that they're getting mad at other people for saying. Yeah. Yep. And it's like they'll like two months ago they'll be like, "Ah, oh, we need to get rid of all these guys." Two fucking then, yeah, exactly, then, exactly. It was all pre Danny Breers, pre those two stupid and, fucking and hirings and all the pressure in, And they're like, "Well, no, we can't get rid of this guy now." Yep. Yep. It's like that was the whole fucking point of getting a new guy that he will actually do this shit. Like, yep. come. It happened last summer, too. Like, everyone was so fucking pissed off after the season ended, and they were rallying around Chuck Fletcher and his aggressive retool. But then, like, when it came down to the... Like, everyone made excuses for not acquiring Gaudreau. Everyone made excuses for not acquiring DeBrincat. It's hard to move JVR. It's hard to move money. We can't get get Gaudreau because he'll be too good and we can't get Connor Bedard. Well, we don't get Connor Bedard or Goudreau now. It's like everything they fucking bitched about, they completely recanted because there's too much time between the end of the season and when moves are actually made. And it's the same thing now. It's like, we need all this action. Well, now that we've had a few weeks, or if not a full month now, whatever the hell it's been since the season came to an end, you know, for the t- uh, tensions to cool down. And now we got two former Flyers who are leading the way in battle cries and shit. You know, it's just like... There's no pressure, man. I, I, There is the part of me that wants this organization to run it back, just it completely in its entirety, just to see how the general fan feeling is on this one. Because I have a feeling people are going to be like, oh my god, this team is great! You know, there's a part... I, I, I would be curious to see the, the temperature of these uh, this fan base if things don't change. But at the same fucking time, for the betterment of my fucking sanity, I would love some uh, change in new teams here. But... You know what the funniest thing is? So, the people who get so mad are the same people who, the people, there are these people who get, who are furious that the Flyers are bringing back two former Flyers, which I, my opinion is that I don't care that they're both former Flyers. I, I want, I want the best person for the job. Whether that is a former Flyer or not, doesn't matter to me. If they're the best person, then that's all that matters. But but also these are the same people who complain about that, and then they and then they're they have these rose tinted glasses about like the early, the late two thousands and early twenty tens, and then they 
But then they're the same ones who shit on the fact that Holmgren and Bobby Clark are there. But then but then they're all about, oh, my God, that 2010 team, that, that summer of 2007, all those moves. It's like you do realize that Bobby Clark was the president of, op- of Hockey Ops and um, and Paul Holmgren was the GM to make all those moves. In one of the best summers in Flyers history, especially modern history, I mean – we flipped a well. First of all, we f- we flipped uh, Peter Forsberg for a first round pick from Nashville, who then we flipped back for uh, Scott Hartnell and Kimo Timonen. We signed Danny Briere, and this was during the season. But we got Braden Coburn. Like that's the type of shit that we need. That's the type of off season or like season that we need. That's the type of year that we need where we're getting all these guys because you know. You look back at that 2010 team, and a lot of those pieces that weren't there before 2007 came here in 2006-2007. Like, that was... Paul Holmgren almost completely built that Stanley Cup uh, finalist team. And obviously, there were some of the big guys like Gagne, Carter, Richards. Yes, they were here before then, but like that entire defense, Timonen, Pronger... Braden Coburn, Matt Carl, all of these guys were brought in almost around in a two-year span. And we need to have another, like, little period like that. But we're rebuilding, though. You can't make moves. We were also last in the league that year. That is what, <laughs> That is the rebuttal I've gotten every time. The Flyers should really consider acquiring Timo Meyer, but we're rebuilding. They can't make moves. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah, shit. Those threads. Listen. Oh, shit. Listen. I know everyone always gets angry at us when we start shit talking the fans, but like the links to all of this shit are on Brotherly Puck. At Brotherly Puck. Some of them are on at Dan the Flyer Fan. You can read through those threads of replies and come to the same fucking conclusions that I do, which is this fan base are a bunch of fucking idiot assholes. You know, <laughs> this is not just shit I make up for the sake of it. This is shit I actively read because I'm actively told <laughs> by these assholes. You know what's going on? Like, it just, you know, then I put the, 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 the Connect Me piece yesterday that was like, Fine, y'all don't want to fucking add players, then we got to sell it. Well, we can't move Konechny because, insert bullshit reason here. And it's just like, so we, we can't, can't add, add players, players, but we also we can't, can't subtract, subtract players. players. We just need to sit on this same <laughs> shitty diaper that we've been sitting in all these years. We got to get to a new form of, of math. We got to multiply or divide now. God like, damn. Like, come on, like. We dumb. I, I hate. I kind of am with you. Like, what if for well, for my own sanity, we need this team needs a lot of changes. But just for the pure joy of what some of these people would do, I do kind of wonder what it would look like if they ran it back. I mean, I have a pretty good idea that the Flyers would just be sh- the Flyers would be shit. People would make up a hundred one like excuses a- because it's Briere. And then we just do it all over again next year. Like, I kind of want to see what what would happen. There is that sick part of me that go. <laughs> you know, not I, hate I don't want. Bang. Listen, I don't want my teams to fail. I don't want the Flyers to fail. Well, I want them to fail in an in a successful way. 
like failing. I want them just to put a good team on the ice. Exactly. That's all I, I want, want them to do at the what fucking end can. of the day. I want them to do what's best for the team in the long run, what's going to make them a great team. And, you know, I, I've never understood people who actively want players on their favorite team to be bad to prove a point. Now, that's not saying you can't have reservations about it about a player like if you don't think a player is all that good okay but, but if daniel you, okay. you all like travis connecting yeah because travis connecting is not very good don't i don't actively root for him to be bad he's just not fucking good he just is bad he's a fine player but like he's he's not the type of guy that you oh, middle want to six be dime a dozen player. dude exactly that, like, literally nobody in the league has any idea who travis connecting is besides flyers fans and they only like him because he fucking makes faces he goes sideways sometimes. Great. But, like, Travis Konechny, if Travis Konechny is your best player, that's a problem. It's fucking sad. It's terrible. Also, like, if Travis Konechny was just that second line, that second line right winger, that's, that's completely different. You know, if Owen Tippett wasn't on the team, I'd be more inclined to keep him as a second line center option. But with Owen Tippett here doing his thing. Even if he was a fucking left winger at this point, I wouldn't mind keeping him. But he's on the yes. right side and you got prospects coming out your asshole at right side. If Konechny is on this roster to start next season and Tyson Forrester is not, I'm going to be livid. You know, if they could move Konechny to the left side. Which he's never done in his career. I'd be okay with him staying. But, like, unless if he's going to put up, like, a point per game next year. Like, what are we doing? And, I mean, it looks like Cutter Gauthier is going to be, who had a fantastic world champion. World That's the icing show. on the fucking cake here. Another prospect we can hype up before he ever fucking steps foot on NHL ice. That is the chocolate fucking glaze on this Ron Hextall bullshit cake we're being served again. Yay, that is, prospects! Morgan Frost, two point per game. Look the fuck out. We got Cutter Gauthier's world championship run here to fucking rely on for the next few years. That is the one thing. Because I'm like, I'm getting excited about about Cutter Gauthier because he looks good. But at the same time, I'm like, we just had that with Morgan Frost. And he's like, I hope, I hope Cutter Gauthier is good. For the fucking Lord above, I hope he's fucking good. But there's that part of me that can't help go, oh, we've seen this fucking song and dance before. I mean, like, I wish nothing but the best for Cutter Gauthier. And, you know, I hope that he comes in and he can be that superstar that we need. But, man, if I am not scared that he just turns out to be, like, a 50-point guy. Just another 50-point guy. Which it, it looks like he could be. It looks like he he will be more than that. But I I just have no reason. But I also hate when people are saying you can't get this prospect. We can't get any prospects because development's going to ruin them. We can't add players. We can't subtract players. We can't add prospects. But we got to get more prospects. But we can't add them because the development is going to go bad. But then we need more prospects because we can't trade anyone or yeah. sign anyone. It's like, how the fuck do you do anything? What do you people want? Do you I want enjoy to- getting to bounce ideas off of somebody you- that fucking sees the same shit I do with this insanity. It's God. Like, like, I was like, you, I see the same shit you do. Mm-hmm. I see people who say, 
Usain literally, we can't do anything to this roster, but it has to change. It's like, you can't do that. You can't keep it the same, yet change everything. I'm sorry, but that's not how the universe works. <laughs> if something changes, it can't stay the same. And if you need to be told that, I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's how the world works. Like, when are you going to ever see a team just wake up and be a Stanley Cup champion? Never. Not these days. Yeah. No, you you've never you will never see that. Maybe back when there were six teams in the league. Yeah, when your roster was consisted of fucking construction workers during day jobs and shit, and everyone just woke up and played hockey at, you know, the 1970s and bullshit fucking civic centers. Hey, maybe anybody could win. These days, like, you need to fucking actively no. build a team to do that shit. You look at the teams that have won recently, like Tampa Bay. Borderline dynasties. They Tampa Bay went out every every year moving guys, bringing in new guys. Obviously, they kept the core that they had. They, they obviously kept Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, and Vasilevsky. Obviously, they kept them all. But they were moving out guys like Kalorn. Kalorn, they moved on. lot, Tyler Johnson. like, And they kept, they moved on from Ryan McDonough. They moved on from all these guys and to bring in other guys. And, it, like... It's what the Flyers did for the fucking entirety of their uh, run up until about 10 years ago when Hextall took over. That, that is, that's how the Flyers have always That's worked. the ultimate fucking irony of Breer and Jones is you brought them in for a pep rally for the good old days, right? Oh, they're, they're back to good old days. The two people who played here when they were good. When the reality of the fucking situation is, is nobody even knows what made the good old days the good old days anymore. You didn't fucking you have the good old days guys. because you had to jerk off fucking tw- yeah, these prospects all fucking time. You had good rosters that made the playoffs, that made runs every year. You know, like, you were a competitive hockey team that wasn't afraid to fucking make moves if shit wasn't going right. Now we've been staring at the same goddamn roster for a t- Kid, for Christ's sake. I mean, fuck, had, what, Couturier's been here since 2011, Scott Lawn since 2012? Yeah. I mean, like... Even I, guys like Konechny, Sandman, Provo have been here for fucking seven, eight years at this point. It's insanity. It's, it's crazy. Matthew Kachuk just scored. So... <sighs> and you look at these teams, like, they, they all go out... Of, Colorado last year, sure, they had the guys that they grew up... But they trade they trade away fucking Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the Ryan Flyers tr- trading a guy of Matt Duchesne's caliber at the time? Or Tyson Berry? Or Ryan O'Reilly? Could you imagine just the outrage of Flyers Twitter if we moved on from a guy like that? Yep. Or how about the outrage of bringing in a guy like Val Nachushkin? Oh my God! People would be fucking up in arms. He can't be get, like. Look at how he was. We can't get him. And then he was one of the best players on the Avs team last year to win the cup. Avs probably don't win the cup without Valerie Nichushkin, or going out and getting a guy like Nazem Kadri, who they traded, who they traded away for that. Like, like, come on. They it. It's just I I don't know exact. I can't really think like this about like how to make people on Twitter. That's the thing. You can't make We people just have to hope the organization is far more competent and less afraid than fans are. 
Could you imagine? Which I also don't fucking fans, believe for a second. Could you imagine if the fans became the GM and we had to agree on something? And it's like <laughs> Flyers fan. Like we have a city with Eagles fans and Phillies fans and Sixers. Like all demand excellence. You know, they they they, they live and die by every single play. If Jalen Hurts can pizza pass, he, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. If it's an incomplete pass, goddamn, we got to move him because he sucks. You know, where where's that fucking fire with the Flyers? You don't have that here. You know, it's you a don't. goddamn fucking You're daycare. fucking right. I, mean, I am right. I know I'm right. I'm always right. Was, That's the problem. We've, we've seen this with Joel Embiid right now. Everyone's all like, yes, Joel Embiid. And then... And then he's not playing well. What the fuck, Joel? Like, yep. We don't Trey Turner. That. How the just fucking today? The guy went like over four when he was pissed off. He had a goddamn home run in the bottom of the ninth. And oh my god, the greatest fucking player ever within the same game. Alec Bohm. Oh my Everyone's god. Everyone going after Alec Bohm for saying I fucking hate this place. And then the next day, the next day he's fucking getting rallied around. We don't have that in Flyers right now. We need that again. We need people who want excellence. We need people who we just need. I don't get these fans who are just okay with mediocrity. Nope. I will never understand. And they they won't say they are because they think that just sticking with mediocre will someday. Listen, the Washington Capitals, sure, they they went for so long without getting a cup. Not because they were mediocre, because they just because every how many times were they Presidents Trophy winners? How many times were they top like five in the league? Like the Penguins, they didn't they didn't get good just from being mediocre and then one day being just deciding okay we're gonna be great. The Florida Panthers didn't just decide one day okay we're gonna be great now. Like no, they went out and they've made fucking moves. They went out and they did shit that the Flyers should have been doing. Like getting Sam Reinhart, getting Matthew Kachuk, going out and getting a guy like Sergei Bobrovsky, like getting moving these guys. Who would even think about moving a hundred point player off the Flyers? Fuck, no, one. I can't even get people to agree to get rid of a sixty point player. And could you imagine? And nobody wants fucking Drysaddle, by the way. So they no don't want a hundred and thirty point player either. No one wants McDavid. No one wants anyone, and I. It just I. I don't know what. It, I need it, to be a fucking psychologist to sit down and truly <laughs> figure this shit out. Because we need to like send some people to to a full on psychiatric ward and figure <laughs> out what's going on up there. The fires <sighs> can't get better unless that they stay the same. You hear me? Yeah. You hear me? Yep. Yeah. Sure thing, buddy. <sighs> this we're gonna have to talk to him for a lot longer than we thought. <laughs> I was not expected to get this fucking heated on this stupid show oh, today, but here we are. Here we are. Fucking thank you, fans. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. Or send your fucking hate mail to Noah on Twitter, not me, because I'm not gonna. I'm probably muted anyway. Actually, quite frankly, and you're probably but, uh... blocked by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be blocked next. Come at me. I don't fucking care. Like. I'm not going to sit here and claim to know exactly what's best. I have my opinion. I know what's best. It's exactly the opposite of what the Flyers are doing right now. That's what's best. <laughs> it does appear to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I you would mean, think that would be obvious, I, but apparently not. So. But I do think that 
a lot of changes needed, and that means a lot of change on the roster. A lot of guys that three, four years ago we probably wouldn't think about trading away, we should probably trade away. Um, And, yeah, I, I don't get why people think – honestly – I'm not so sure that Couturier makes it to about 20 games into the season before being back on injured reserve. Not that I want that. I, I don't do wonder, you know, what happens like, when he gets cross-checked? You know, yeah. how, how, how it, it is, it is a legitimate question. How long does this guy have left? You know, as a play, if something happens, you know, during the preseason or early in the season and he tweaks his back, you can only come back from this stuff so many times before the medical team's going to shut you the fuck down. And, yeah. you know, like you said, he's been out of hockey for nearly two years. 22 months between December uh, 21, I believe was the last time he played, and uh, October 23, when he theoretically is going to play again. So, 22 months between actions with two separate back surgeries. Spoiler alert, yeah. everyone the list of people that come back from that shit is nearly impossible. Especially at With the exception well, of fucking Mario Lemieux, 30 years old. He's 30? Yeah, so how many 30-year-olds do you know? They're already saying, we can't get rid of, we can't get this guy because he's, tw- we can't get Matthew Kachuk, he's like 26. Yeah, we can get Dreisaitl, he's 28. We can't get Dreisaitl, he's 28. <laughs> we can get Dreisaitl, he's 28. Fucking... But we can hype up the return of 30-year-old Sean Katori coming off of two back surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> God, I fuck. Do you remember when people said <sighs> this feels just like when people said a healthy Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom are the God. best additions you could ever had? And we're right back to that with uh, a healthy Shakiteri and healthy Cam Atkinson are exactly what we need. All right, like, everyone, let's fucking wrap this shit up before I have a yeah. goddamn heart attack. <laughs> My blood pressure is <laughs> through the roof. God damn it. <laughs> And Dan the Flyer fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod. This was cathartic as fuck. <sighs> now we need a fucking drink and some Vicodin, but you know what? Hey, Dan, Clute, cover your ears. <laughs> I'm about to be, I'm about to start talking. <sighs> you can find me on Twitter, at Flyers24, with the F is a PH. God damn it. Had your Katie's Twitter handle last night and yours tonight. <sighs> <sighs> All right, everyone. Until, well, let's see. We'll be back uh, Sunday with Frequent Flyer, Monday with Shane. Um, try and get somebody back for next week. A new Frequent Flyer recordings at uh, the end of next week. So there you go. Plan your shit up on the website, bylilypock.com. You can check that out. The uh, 17th installment of Deal or No Deal is up, as we alluded to earlier in the show. And of uh, all the other stuff you can read and uh, fucking absolutely hate and get mad at me on Twitter for. There you go. Uh, until next time, everyone. Goodbye and good night.